Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Stephen. And this is In a Barbie World. A podcast where we look at every Barbie movie from 1987 to the present day. From fairy tales to literary classics. From Mariposa to Mamadia. It's time to get unboxed. Readjust your lippy. Rock the ball gown. And let's get our Barbie on. Barbie, colon, a fashion fairy tale. We're in 2010. We're in the reboot era. And I was very disillusioned last episode. I was thinking that this was the end as we knew it. And you're back on board. Do you know what? I'm back on board. <laughs> I'm, um, yeah, I'm terrified now <laughs> of watching these films because, mm. as you know, I didn't mind the last one. Mm-hmm. And and you hated it, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking I kind of like this one. Am I the target audience? Yeah. Is, <laughs> is Emily gonna hate it? But I, I mean, I've got there's an underlying problem I have with it. But as a f- film, as a Barbie film, yeah, this ticked a lot of boxes it's and really righted a lot bad. of wrongs. <laughs> <laughs> It's really good. Um, I, I had so much fun. When the weakest thing about it is Barbie, then yeah. all those other issues I've got disappear. It, you know, it does lots yeah. of things which I've hated in the past better. And mm, yeah, well, let's talk does. about it. But I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah, so much so. So again, we we start with a great song. Y2K is here. We are in the (laughs) 2000s and the credits are going with really nice illustrations of fashion designs. And it's got a bop. Um, And I mean an actual bop that will not get overdone. And when it comes back at the end credits, I'm like grooving as opposed to like throwing things at the television like I was last time. There was a repeated bop. This is an actual bop. It's very good. Then... It's so cool. It's like it's it's kind of meta where we we open into what looks like we're doing another traditional fairy tale Barbie movie like we did with the three colors and a lot of the early ones where we open on Princess and the Pea, which is one of my favorite fairy tales. And Barbie's in like traditional fairy tale dresses and she's a princess and we're, we're following the plot of the Princess and the Pea. And I was like, I mean, I wasn't like, huh, what? Because I was like, I'm watching a, ch- a movie for children. Like, it's fine. But like, I am intrigued. Just, like, obviously we're on some movie set or something. But like, oh, this is fun. Uh, and then the the pea is summoned to be placed under the mattresses. And they're all like big old cardboard cutout zombie peas. And they start singing. And I'm just like, already this movie has shown like imagination creativity fun and i'm having a great time and it's been like three minutes i don't know if you felt the same i was worried what you might think of this bit because (laughs) the zombie pee stuff on the i don't know (laughs) it's a it's a joke it's for six-year-olds although what does what do six-year-olds know about zombies so that was a bit weird however i loved i love that kind of meta stuff where it's a film being i always love films being made within films (laughs) and i love the conceit that this is barbie prime 
And this is the Barbie that has been acting in all the other films we've seen. Yeah. Because she goes back and later on she says something like, in Barbie and the Three Musketeers, I did this. Yeah. And there's a poster for a mermaid tale in her dressing room. And there's this... So so that also crosses the two, the, the reboot era and the original era already. It's so funny. So like Barbie canonically now is an actor who appears in movies. She's no longer Ooh. like a character. Although only 16, apparently, mm. which is a bit weird, but... I'm just going to let that pass. <laughs> yeah. But because she's obviously been playing a lot older characters. Yes. And I think there's more of this to come in this era. I think this 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 sort of this this Barbie Prime as I'm going to call her. I'm takes, excited. Take it, it, this is a bit of what some of these films is about. And Yeah, no, I I I like films within films. This is this is adaptation for the Barbie era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. And she has this conversation with the director and the director is like, test audiences have deemed that we need to have zombie peas and Barbie is like, I just I just felt it was written very well in that it managed to portray a very um, human conversation between like a young lead actress who is being very polite and reasonable with quite an unreasonable director i don't know it just sat quite interestingly with me where i was like oh like this is a bit um like hollywood like yeah this feels very real this feels like something maybe the writer has witnessed yeah oh for sure barbie is fired for like having an opinion it's like stop expressing your thoughts um get out of here little girl like we don't want you on my set kind of thing wait were you getting joss whedon vibes just weird like all of them like I was, like you know not to go too heavy or hard on this on this silly meta barbie movie but you know i could see natalie portman with the female directors around her cape sewn in and i could see like times up and i don't know i was just i was just like this is cool like this is I like I like this. I like what we're doing here. Um, we go back to our dressing room, and uh, there, as you say, there's a poster for the Mermaid Tale, which instantly I was like, it's like how the horror movie directors used to put each other's horror movies in the background of each other's movies to be like, in my universe, your movie's just a silly horror movie. My my movie's the real scary monster because it's real and yours is just fiction in this universe. It's that kind of thing where it's like, A Mermaid Tale was shit because it was like a movie. But like, <laughs> this is now like the backstage of <laughs> love it. Life. I don't know. It gave it more credit in my eyes. Um, and, and made sense as well because I was like, yeah, Barbie, I mean, the last movie you made was a fucking flop. So you really do need to sort your act out, literally. Like, wait, um... And then we get a phone call from Ken and um, he breaks up with her in a very brilliant um, movie way where he like doesn't respond to anything she's saying and is very stilted in his line delivery. And you're like, oh, like, yeah, again, it's fun because even though you're an adult and you can see the beats playing out, I was sat here being like, oh, I'm, I'm excited to see like what he what's was clearly go- doing like is he what's he distracted by like what's he talking to in order for barbie to have this misunderstanding because it's all very shakespearean but i wasn't like oh this is boring and badly written i was like oh i'm engaged and like interested to see how this plays out it does also th- there's an elephant 
in the room we haven't addressed. Mm-hmm. This isn't Kelly Sheridan. The first film where Diana Karina voices Barbie, which in a way works because it's like this is Barbie's real voice and she puts on a yeah. Kelly Sheridan voice to be the character of Barbie. Like it, yeah. I mean, I wasn't particularly bothered by it. I didn't It was a good feel... voice. And, was... and I thought yeah. I was going to really notice it and be upset by it. Um, but there's so much going on. There's <laughs> yeah. so much going on in terms of story <laughs> and characters. There's a fucking B-plot in this one. There's never been a B-plot yeah. before, as far as I can remember. <laughs> I mean, there's... It's like a real go-to-the-cinema, old-fashioned <coughs> movie, you know? Absolutely. I was really um, I was really engaged by this. You know, um, nothing's original. <laughs> nothing's new. But but it's it's layers. The animation, the the so this is like a step up from the animation from Mermaid Tale. It's it's still the similar sort of style, but the, now there's more de- the more in the backgrounds going on. Um, mm. It's 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 just so much better. Sorry, I interrupted you, but I just thought we'd better talk no, about no, no, the lack of Kelly because um, in case we forgot, because I think you know we talked about this being the reboot, the first reboot era, and and losing Kelly Sheridan. I don't know. It if felt like it was going to be a big. Big old Especially thing. as the last film was so disappointing, yeah, that would have been another nail in the coffin. And and I think we'd have had a long, mm-hmm. hard look at ourselves whether how long we could keep this <laughs> <We> going. <laughs> but yeah. no, and yeah, so yes, re- so, real life stuff happens to Barbie. Yeah. So Ken's broken up with her, shock horror, which again, I'm like, that's cool. I remember when Kermit and Miss Piggy broke up and it was because we were going into the like mature, edgy version of the Muppets that was purely for adults only. Like in this movie for kids, Ken breaks up with Barbie in the first five minutes. And so she does like, like all of us would do in this moment, she decides to go to Paris. <laughs> because you know, we'll go to the most romantic city on earth. <laughs> Just at sixteen from America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from America. Um, but whatever. Like she has family out there. She was thinking of going anyway. She's gonna go to Paris and have like a hot girl summer, and I'm here for it. Um, or a wet girl summer because it's pissing it down when she gets there. But <laughs> <laughs> she she goes to Paris, and her two friends um bump into Ken in the diner, and. Again, Barbie truly is a great um, role model in terms of like surrounding yourself with a really good support group because these women full on go up to Ken. I don't know. I was going to call him by his full name, but I don't know what it is. I was going to call him like Kendred, but just Ken. I can't. Um, Kenneth? They, <laughs> they go fully up to Kenneth and they're like, sir, like, fuck you. And he's like, what? And they're like, literally, fuck you. And like, what great friends. Because Th- there's no, it allows th- them to find out the truth. But it just, yeah, there's none of this like hiding behind menus and being like, what a dick, babe. You should try to go to Paris. Like they confront him and they support her. And, like, and, and because they do that, then the truth comes out. The truth, what we probably half suspected, we just didn't quite know how, mm-hmm. within five minutes. And that yeah. isn't that isn't the crisis of the story. Yes. The crisis of the story is not why did Ken say what he said. Yeah, the crisis of the story is over in the A plot. 
and we just have a nice fun B plot where yeah. where Ken ends up doing a planes, trains, and automobiles <laughs> so to, to to Paris. Um, it's, the, it's even so even bad. the even the the girl that so, so what happens is is that he's practicing lines with another girl, Raquel, who is Raquel. born like maleficent <laughs> like, yeah she's like and, and, oh she is evil <laughs> and she's just been recording things that he said and then played them to barbie to say i am breaking up with you and like <laughs> what's wonderful about that is that this character is so like gleeful she's literally only here for this moment and then we never yeah. see her again she never comes back into the movie she's just here to break them up but it's so fun because she's like the women are like you broke up with barbie and he's like what and he starts recognizing the lines and she like slips under the table and she's like um anyway ken guess i gotta go bye and then he's like wait no come back like did you do this these are the exact lines that i was practicing with you and she was like oh what a coinky dink like she's just having <laughs> so much fun being so ridiculously mean and unnecessary She's, and like and like she does not relent ken is literally like now i need to go to paris and do a big romantic gesture for barbie and all the girlfriends are like yes ken go do that queen and she's like are you sure you don't want to stay with me and run lines it's like raquel i admire the fact that you do not stop like the confidence on raquel like i'm here for it i love her i want her barbie i want to be able to brush her goth black hair but yeah so that that so that just straight away sets up that b plot bang he's got to get to paris ken's got to get to paris and he's got an hour and 10 minutes to do it (laughs) (laughs) and it took barbie 30 seconds so yeah exactly (laughs) let's see how ken does um so we're in paris and we find out that uh her aunt Millicent who used to run a massive fashion boutique in the high street is closing down and being bought out by a hot dog place yeah we're gonna get to that so two two things before you continue Millicent which is Barbie's middle name so we now know who she's been named after hey. yeah um her, her, her mum's or father's sister we don't know if it's paternal or fraternal. And the other thing is, hot dog is fucking hilarious because it's oh, one of those words of contention in French yeah. that they don't like using because it's like a borrowed oh, English completely. language word. And so le hot dog and stuff, the fact that they would replace it with a hot dog joint is just the worst thing that could happen in France to French people in and Paris. It, and it's on such a bougie, like you yeah. can picture it, Parisian high street. And then you're going to have like, like <laughs> the first episode of season one of um i think you should leave like man in a hot dog suit like that <laughs> it's so fucking stupid i love it to pieces and opposite millicents are some evil fashionistas who again are like dressed really cool and funky and edgy and they've been stealing all of millicents designs and selling them so she's going out of business and they're getting more and more famous and there are villains and they are cool and mean and everybody has their uh, French accent uh, literally everybody which I thought was very nice um, because I love to hear it I don't know it's just fun they easily couldn't like they could have done a Beauty and the Beast where everyone's like bonjour hey there Belle um, but, or, no. <laughs> or Three Musketeers where yeah. I did point out that everyone seemed to be 
English and using words like castles instead of chateaus. This, this, they heard, William Lau heard me and he said, (laughs) Stephen, don't worry. (laughs) I got you covered. Um, So it's very cute, very sweet, a little French accent. And um, Barbie's bought her poodle, who is just gorgeous in so many ways, because it's your typical fluffy french poodle that were all the rage in the 2000s they were very fashionable like i had one a little toy um of a poodle and i loved it and that they're so um chic and feminine and but this one's very like energetic and it really acts like a dog and it's It's, it's one of those big poodles yeah yeah. Do, do you know, though, what I wish? Because when I was growing up, my sister had a Barbie and Barbie had an Afghan hound. Yeah, you know? I remember you saying. And I wish an Afghan hound had turned up would in one of these movies. This yeah. would have been, this would have been, but I get it. It's hard to animate. So <laughs> I did think maybe the animation did look a bit like someone was in a dog suit. Yes. There's something about the legs, something yes. like that. But it was, yeah, it was, lumbering and it was like, fine, and it uh, was in the, and it was in the style I like, where mm. the animals can talk to each other, but they can't talk to Barbie, yeah. although they do seem to interact in very human ways on occasion, <laughs> like yeah. like when she uses a sewing machine. <laughs> the animals in this movie are really bizarre. So we've got Sequin the Poodle, who I think is a great character. She's very fun and grounded, but very beautiful. Then you've got a very lovely cat, who again doesn't fall into the trope of being villain a villain or anything. She's just like a she's a little bit snooty, but like it's mm. justified. And she's like a nice hot cat. She's a cat. She's a cat, and cats yeah. have that kind of air, air of snootiness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then there's a dog who. <laughs> Who's channeling a PG, a, a U version of Pepe Le Pew, right? <laughs> That's it. He's got the DreamWorks eyebrow. He's got he's got the weirdest eyebrows. They're like penciled on. It's like somebody has picked up an animal in real life and then taken like a, a charcoal eyeliner and like drawn some eyebrows on them. Like they're so prominent and weird. And he is so like... Oh la la, it's my muse. He is. He's he's channeling Morris Chevalier. <laughs> like, thank heaven for little girls, for little poodles. <laughs> oh my art, my art has been stolen by you. And I like, just, I want to design again. You are my muse. <laughs> and it never got out of hand. It never got to a point where I was like, please stop. Because and the because other two characters it's... are so aware yeah. to keep him in check that it's just fun. Like and it doesn't become important enough. It's a C yeah. plot. My God, we've got yeah. a C plot. Yeah, right? you really kind of happens alongside the A plot. If we lost it, the world wouldn't end. But it's kind of fun. remember if you're a six year old girl, this is probably fucking high humor. Oh my yeah. God! I mean, it is still really funny. Mm. And like, and then the poodle says really nice things like, um. I've learned from Barbie that the best way to try on fashion is to fearlessly express yourself. And it's like, yeah, that's a valid fucking message to give to little girls. Like, you can't, you can't shout that down. Like, that is mm. a valid. Anyway, Millicent's got an assistant who has a really cool design in that she's got a ponytail and glasses. And what's best thing about that is it's 2010 and she does not ever take her hair down or take her glasses off 
<laughs> and it's so stupid to, to pick up on that, but like, that was really important for me. <laughs> this is Al- Alice, is that the name she goes by? I can't remember. Uh, yes. Uh, although she's got a French name. Also, Millicent, mm. I think I've been quite critical of some of the older characters that they don't look older. Mm-hmm. Whereas Millicent has got grey hair. She's got the body of a 20-year-old, mm. but we'll, we'll look past that because that's yeah. part of her her thing, isn't it? That she's, she's young like at wise. heart. Yeah. yeah. But she has got grey hair, does. but doesn't, but isn't a wizened old granny type. Yeah. Which, again, this is, a, this is a first, as far as I can remember, for sort of showing someone who's genuinely not 16. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah, completely. Because they easily could have made her like the mum in The Three Musketeers. Mm. They chose to make her like older and wiser, but still energetic. And she's not a million miles away from like, you know, like there are still grannies that go to the gym and are like mm. alive and all their brain cells are still there. And, and Oh, for sure. I mean, I don't think, she, I don't think she's meant to be. Vibe. I mean, if Barbie is only 16 and she is the sister of one of Barbie's oh, parents, yeah. I imagine she's only in her she's only in her 40s or something. Yeah, you know, maybe you know, just, just just remember who's here before you before you slag off old people. But but no, I I, I just liked it. Right, the the the, the character designs in this one mm. are so superior. Yeah, oh yeah. Both visually and sort of who the characters are, even even you know. I've slagged off some of the animals The before. animals and are the, nice. And it's yeah. just the eyebrows, which I think are actually like a memorable touch. Yeah. They're fucking crazy. Yeah. But ev- everyone kind of looks their age. Um, and, and But even even the background models, everything's filled. I mean, we're going to get mm. to something shortly, which I don't know how we feel about it. But yeah. um, the, the human and animal characters in this movie are, I don't want it to go backwards from here. Yes. Completely. Yeah, they, 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 they've hit something. Yes, I agree. So Alice and Barbie are having a conversation and Barbie's like, oh, when I used to come here as a kid, then I would always feel that there was magic in this place. And Alice takes that as a cue to be like, there is. There is literal, actual magic in this place. And we go upstairs to the attic and we find the wardrobe and we find <coughs> the description and we, we open up the wardrobe and we have to put an original design in it. And we see that Alice has taken it upon herself to design some clothes. Yeah, I have to say, this whole no one likes Millicent's designs anymore thing, that that wasn't really... I mean, it doesn't make sense because all of her designs were copied by the opposite boutique and everybody loved them, so like... Yeah, that, that wasn't... <laughs> and there, there are... We might say there's a little bit too much plot here for the running time of the film, and I yeah. think there could have been like five minutes explaining that a bit further in that people did like her designs actually it's just that she was being ruined by the people over the street but they go to the film goes to great lengths not really to make those two on the other side of the street too villainous yeah yeah (laughs) just a little bit villainous yeah just enough um so Alice is making her own designs and there's a dress on, on one of the mannequins and Barbie's like, oh my God, she loses her shit. She's like, oh my God, this is one of the best things I've ever seen in my entire life. It's fine. Like mm. we've had a lot of um, dresses in Barbie movies and I understand that we are in the modern day. I understand that we are in 2010. No, the, the dress... I, would... <laughs> I, I have to say, the dresses on both the normal day outfits and the supposedly 
haute couture super fashion dresses are not particularly remarkable. And I'm pretty certain French people know about sequins and glitter (laughs) already, but we'll get there. It's fine because like, um, (laughs) I was a bit drunk when I watched this movie. So we put the dress in the wardrobe and it, and we spin it around and we say the magic incantation and out comes these three little what looks to be fairy things and they instantly are like fairies have wings we clearly don't have wings we are flairies which I'll allow it because what they do they're called shine shimmer and glimmer and that is exactly what they do to the outfits and they twist them all around and basically just douse them in glitter like they're the set of legend 1985 starring but, Tom Cruise but and and I've seen some reviews which kind of criticise that a bit. But She's actually, <laughs> if you're six years old, a Maybe glittery dress <laughs> is the best fucking thing in the world. And I've and there's all those toys. You know, you buy sequins and glitter, and your party dresses are glittery and fl- I I get it. It might not be really high fashion. Oh Jean Paul Gaultier is probably this turning is in his. Grave, but this is six-year-old fashion. Go for it. Like the opposite boutique has much nicer, almost like Beetlejuice-esque, like mm. couture, like suit dresses, and they're very nice and they're very like fashionable. Um, this is just like Y2K dresses covered in glitter. But fucking hell, if you're telling me I can put any outfit in this wardrobe and it's going to come out in a shed load of fucking glitter, I'm sold. That sounds amazing. That, that sounds like a toy that we should have, the right? The best thing <laughs> in the world. <laughs> like, as I say, I was drunk and I was like, oh, it's <laughs> glitter on the dresses. I love it. I literally have caps lock here. Glitterizer. But like, <laughs> we can assume it's like eco-friendly glitter because it's done by like flairies who I assume don't want to hurt the environment. Um, love it. Bit confused about them. They've sort of they 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 don't time hop, but they travel. But they've been here a while, by which I mean like like years. But one of them is still only just coming. Yeah, that was that was doesn't quite add up. They're not French. No, they're American. They look Y two K. Like like it would have been cool if one of them had like Edwardian garb and one of them had like sixties garb or something, Mm. just to indicate that they've sort of been through time and they've got their vibes about them like different doctor who's i don't know like yeah i I just feel like if they'd had one more staff member on board they could have let them take the flairies away and done something really quite creative with them visually to indicate and imply more of a backstory but i get it they put glitter on the dresses that's fine (laughs) and if you remember in a mermaid's tale there were the three furies i can't remember what they were called which fates which i kind of like the idea of yeah. but it was actually implemented a bit shitely executed poorly yeah whereas this is the same-ish idea mm. three magical beings that exist in a modernish world mm-hmm. but it's done better even though they are fucking annoying and the whole and i absolutely agree with you why the third one seems to be a neophyte yet they've been doing this for millicent for years yeah and maybe others as well it's not really hinted but i don't mind them so it's a yeah just 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 you know just kind of we've got a barbie movie with a Mm. with a wraparound device in this case barbie being in a in a being in films we've got a ken subplot we've got animal subplot that isn't annoying and we've got a little bit of magic 
Yeah. This is... This it, is nine out of ten of the tick boxes that we need for a Barbie movie, really. And and but they're balancing them so delicately. Mm. They're doing such a good job with them all because you could do, look at the Diamond Castle and say that there's the same things going on there, but that is fucking shite. Whereas here, it's just every moment that we're given is thought through. It's at least the like third draft because we're now going to cut to the B plot with Ken, as you say, doing trains, planes, and automobiles. And every time we're near him, it's like funny or at least amusing or like memorable. And you're like, ha ha, Ken's in with the pig man. Oh, Ken's in a taxi that breaks down. Ken's on a plane that doesn't stop. But, but Ken's reaching out of a bridge for a train that's just left. Like Ken's ripped his pants. Like Ken's having a little adventure and it's and it's all fine. It's all It's all good stuff. Like, I don't have a problem with Ken's story at all. Like, it's amusing. Every time we come to Ken, I'm not like, oh, fuck, let's get back to Paris. I'm like, oh, what's, what's Ken up to? Which I think is really good, because they usually could have made that boring and shit or not done it at all. Yeah, no, it just... I think we're just going to say the same thing over and over. I mm. think, And I think it's also... It's just a reaction to... The... I think I was a bit more boosty about Mermaid's Tale than you were, but now <laughs> seeing this makes me realise even more you were right to talk me down from yes. the uh, from it for sure you're welcome um so another note i've got here is that this movie and i stand by this this movie so easily could have been a live action lindsay lohan vehicle like it would still work really well i think as like a live if like if this came out in 2010 and it starred lindsay lohan instead of barbie and it was live action it would be on netflix next to she's the man and a cinderella story easily like and I think that's a real testament, considering it is a Barbie movie, that it it stands alongside like actual movies for like young women at the time. Yeah, absolutely agree. I was just thinking who could appear in it. It would be something like um it could be a Netflix movie today. Mm. Like Like the Princess trying... Switch. Yeah. It's like Millie Bobby Brown or somebody in it mm. that that obviously not as Barbie, but Yeah. So some somebody yeah. sort of current and, and 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 young and popular, and it would be a fluffy little movie that they put out a holiday season, mm. Easter or Christmas or something, and and everyone would just watch it. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Like honestly, I think it would really work. Um, I love. Uh, it's interesting because I feel like this is going to be a gripe of yours, but I really loved that Barbie almost took a back seat in this story, and she was just like the hype girl, like she's barely our protagonist. Mm. So this is my problem with the movie. The mm. one demerit it's got is that Barbie, the Barbie character is pretty fucking vacant. I know you've yeah. given her a lot of agency in those early scenes, but during the rest of it, she just says, all she is is says things like, oh, that's wondrous or something. Yeah, she's got these, yeah. just these pretty vacant, and she isn't really key to anything, right? Alice, Alice is the one who has the real growth. She's the one who does the new dresses um the villains are the villains ken is doing his journey all barbie did was get there oh the the, the flairies are the magical ones yeah. so i don't think mark barbie in the film it's, although th this is a story about her refinding her self-confidence i don't think she does an awful lot to get her self-confidence back no it and, kind and, of never left she was like okay that's fine ken left me i'll get yeah it. i didn't, didn't see her very upset about that no 
Um, so the only the, the the one demerit, the one thing that stops this film being top tier, is that Barbie herself is is just a bit subdued. Yeah. And 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 it's as if maybe if we had one character less somewhere i don't know what that would be i don't know how that would play out i I feel like in this genre it's not unheard of to have a a main character that sort of semi learns a lesson but primarily all of the plot is done through like a secondary character which we'll Mm. hear here is alice like i feel like i've seen that before a lot where Mm. The primary person is like, oh, I guess I have learned that through my own ability to make a new friend and hype her up that I also deserve love and confidence. And oh, look, my boyfriend didn't even break up with me in the first place anyway, so I guess that's fine. But all of the main plot and growth goes through the other character. Yeah. It's not, she's not like awful or anything. It's just, it's just, just, just a little bit lacking in agency which doesn't match up with the strong that strong opening where she calls yeah. out the director and the and the reward she will get at the end i'm not sure she did anything except getting on a plane that's very and true. and events happened around her yes she encouraged she encourages i mean we'll talk about it in a minute yeah she encourages a fashion show and stuff like that mm. and 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 maybe she does stuff in montage that we're that i'm not getting enough credit for but I, I yeah. don't feel. I, I, no, I think you're right. I think I think I'd agree with you. Mm, there's no there's no crisis for Barbie in this film. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And you know, it's not the end of the world. I would say similar things happen in like Beauty and the Beast. Yes, yes, absolutely. Belle is very Asianless and just sort of meanders around. Um, but like, it's I think it's fine. I, I'm I'll allow it. But I take your point. Um, so. So we do decide to throw a fashion show to save the building. We're going to raise funds and buy it back from the hot dog terrier. Um, and alongside this, the animals have been uh, working on their own shit and they walk into the room and the animals have been like using sewing machines <laughs> and talking to each other on their hind legs. And then like Toy Story, the, the, the humans come in and the animals are like, woof, woof again. And she literally comes in and she's like, Oh my god, dog of mine! Did you design and sew together a fully functioning outfit that is tailor-made for this poodle? Like, it's just so insane. Firstly, it's like a tutu that's been pulled onto the dog. <laughs> it's like yeah. really not that Can I... I've got another negative point on this mm, film. Yeah. Dogs shouldn't wear fucking dresses. I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. But it's fucking weird <laughs> because they're horizontal, not vertical. And and so it's just basically like a pink frilly belt that it's wearing around its hind legs. Well, that... it's that uh, internet argument, isn't it? How does a dog wear trousers? Does it wear it like, like yeah. <laughs> pulled onto its back by a sword or on all fours? I don't think it's particularly visually appealing Except I kind of get it because I saw my kids stick dresses and things on toy dogs and that's what they look like. So maybe it's just something that you grow out of. Yeah, like if you have a little rescue chihuahua, please don't like wrap it up in a minion's onesie. But like if you have a plastic poodle, feel free to pull a tutu onto it. Yeah, make sure your your animals are inanimate before dressing them up. (laughs) Before dressing them up. But it's... You know, it that's silly, but it's no sillier than Flairies. Yes, agreed. I, and, 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 and so this film lives in the real world and it lives in some kind of fantasy world. And do you know what? That's kind of what I want. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's that it's that mix the, the best Barbie Flairies movies we've seen. Bell. 
have have an element of fantasy and groundedness. Yeah. And actually, when they've tried to be too fairy tale say like uh, Rapunzel and Diamond Nutcracker, and Diamond Castle especially, I don't think it's necessarily pulled it off. No. I, I, I just... I think it's it's fallen between the stools of which it's tried to yeah. cross, but but when it just piles it in, and this movie just piles every genre in, mm-hmm. and I'm all right with that. And I think credit due to once you know the screenwriter, I can't remember who did this one, but William Lau's back directing, and and yeah. he does normally bring the you know bring it. He's got to crunch that all yeah. into an hour and fifteen minutes, hour and twenty minutes. He does it very well. Mm, I he agree. He really does. Um, so the flairies are spotted through the window. I don't know if they were meant to be a big old secret because they're shit in it if they are. Uh, they're literally doing magic in the window to the point where the opposite boutique can see them and then they kidnap them. And they're like, you must perform magic for us. Um, make our clothes also shine with sequins. And it's like, no, <laughs> we don't want to. We're not inspired by your like, all of their outfits look like something Catherine O'Hara would have worn in Beetlejuice. Or, or even Shit's Creek, to be fair. It looks like Catherine O'Hara's wardrobe. and Which, which she might have left behind from her previous appearance <laughs> in these films. Yes, yes, it's so true. I think they were trying to do, like, Vivian Westwood, weren't they? Sort of that yeah. kind of sort of... It's more sharp, very... Yeah old-fashioned if you will considering we're in y2k appealing to teenagers so all of the dresses that barbie are coming out with have the big chunky midi belts and the the short flared skirts the, with the layers like you, you just throw on a pair of ugg boots and some hooped earrings onto there and you've got yourself a, a paris hilton look for days um which now obviously we look back and are like what were we thinking but i definitely wore a lot of what was seen in this movie <laughs> as a teenager so i get it um just need a butterfly clip and you're good to go so the fairies (laughs) yeah i remember those days (laughs) as as physically as many little butterfly clips in your hair as you can possibly manage and and as a father of two daughters (laughs) it's the equivalent of stepping on lego when you go into their room (laughs) yes 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 um and so they're uninspired by these like Vivian Westwood-esque outfits. So they they put the magic on, but they don't know what's going to happen. Ooh, like the magic won't last. It's not stable because we don't like your outfits, which is c- cool. Like, I don't know. I kind of like that it's like a genie that's like, I don't care for that wish. So I'm just not going to grant it. Or like, I'm going to grant it, but it's going to suck kind of thing. And you're like, I love that you have agency in your own magic. You're not just a tool to be used. Yeah, it's oh, it's like Wishmaster, where you have to be very careful what you wish for. Yeah, it's not because <laughs> because they'll yeah exactly very monkeys for or um three thousand years of longing to, to modernise that a bit. Like where you wish for that, but are you sure? Because yeah. because I'll do exactly what you say, but no promises how it's going to turn out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's cool that there's that element to it. Um, so they do the magic and they upgrade the dresses, which look amazing, but obviously something's going to happen. Um, the animals all come and free the flairies and they like turn the boutique around in an evening. So then we've got two separate fashion shows happening ready for the climax. We've got the one happening over in uh, Barbie's house and then the one opposite with the villains of the piece, as it were. 
and um, we firstly go over to the villains and everyone's there and the dresses are gorgeous and everybody loves them but then they start to smell and they're emitting this like weird green smoke and it's oh it's horrible and everybody leaves and they're like shit and they all come over into barbie's fashion show uh where <laughs> much less nice outfits are on display <laughs> um but and uh... <laughs> and wild animals are on display as well <laughs> well domesticated animals um... are tarted up in their pink fucking micro skirts <laughs> slutting their way up and down the catwalk hey now. <laughs> they were strutting not slutting <laughs> um and that's fun and everybody's having a great time and everybody's loving it and the the fairy i think it's glimmer finally after centuries <laughs> work her own magic um figures it out and not only does she figure it out like everyone else is like bam and you've got like some sparkle bam and you've got like a patch of sequins she's like bam and the entire dress is entirely changed from top to bottom with new textures materials and colors <laughs> that's her gift she's like yes. fuck what you did here's something better yeah we've had enough of we've had enough of hobby craft <laughs> yeah. let's let let's go full makeover <laughs> <laughs> which again though when you're drunk and 30 and love the concept of dresses being glitterized by fairies um i was like because it's like a big old sort of like Cinderella reveal where like the, the there's light and, and everything and you're watching the slow change of the dress and the, the sequins are coming through and the colours are changing. And I was like, ooh, ah, yeah, this is so exciting. Well done, Glimmer. But I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, and lest we forget... Baby Ken has finally made his way after having the worst luck. It's taken him like a week to get to Paris and like boyfriend of the year award goes to Ken, which is why I do not begrudge the second he runs onto that stage and is like, Barbie. And she's like, Ken? And she's like thrilled to see him. You would be because immediately you're like, you have made the effort to come to Paris. Like... Not that she's given him a fucking moment's thought while she's been there for a week. I haven't... I, I, there may have been a Mil moment. Millicent says, tell me about that lovely boyfriend of yours. And she went, ugh, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah which, <laughs> which, yeah, which didn't actually seem very on message for her because she was she was gutted. Yeah, she which was is why she ran to <laughs> ran away to France. But um, yeah, I didn't mind that. I mean, I think we've done the... We haven't really concentrated. I mean, you covered everything that happened very well, but I kind of like that. Although it was stereotypitis. I mean, mm. everybody he met fell right out of a <laughs> right out of a Tintin book, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I I was all right with it as a B plot. It never took up too much time. It. Some things didn't even get resolved on screen. He just yeah. had moved on to the next thing. Yeah, he's just on the like... next method of transportation. And I, I just kind of like that. And that's, you know, a lot of movies do have that B plot. It's, it's, it's not so much movies. Maybe it's like sitcoms, you know, like, mm. you know, there's that model of American sitcom, which has an A plot and a B plot and, and that they eventually will come together. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what this, this could have been an episode of, friends or seinfeld or something yeah. like that which have those kind of 
um, structures. And I'm all right in an hour and 15 minute movie doing that. Yeah. Um, I would have liked that in the last movie. If there yeah. was something, you know, and there were hints at it. You know, there's all those hints about the other characters getting called up for the varsity team or yeah, whatever like that. Yeah, spent more time with them, not just through a screen. Yeah, and that might have helped Enhanced that. Enhanced Because yeah. it's get rid of all that. Because re- what this movie doesn't have is repetition, yes. which is quite often the flaw with the Barbie movies is that we do the same fucking thing happens over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was fine with that. And I was fine with him turning up, stealing everyone's fucking... You know, stealing didn't, the glory of the moment. But... And uh, he no, didn't he... do that. No, he, no, he, he turned no, up at a reasonable he didn't. time and then was suddenly very conscious that he was on stage in front of everyone and started to apologize. But Barbie was then very understandably like, No, I really like that you're here. Like, I think it's good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I really liked that. Um, as I previously hinted at, the man that was going to buy the boutique to turn it into a hot dog interior or whatever is literally in a massive hot dog costume. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know right, if you've I'm... seen that Netflix show, but I literally... I haven't. All that was happening was that that sketch was rolling through my brain and it was so funny to me. So I know that that's a, uh, an, an externally enhanced experience, but like yeah. it made it like a million times funnier. <laughs> That and the zombie peas existing all the way through the yeah. movie because they're in France oh as well God, for the some reason. Peas, the zombie peas are on the plane and then they're like yeah. trundling their little suitcases down the Parisian streets in the background. And, and these aren't and you're just like just to make it clear these <laughs> these aren't real peas that are zombies. These are just people in costumes. It's not. Yeah. There's nothing more to it than that. Why are they? wearing them what are they doing why do they do this all the time are they like blue man group and this is a this is this is this is a they're actually in the barbie prime universe the zombie peas are actually an entertainment act all on their own and there's a lover level if you lived in the barbie verse you'd recognize the zombie peas as somebody that you'd see on saturday night takeaway with ant and deck they're a thing and but i I should have hated that. Yeah. I should have thought that's fucking stupid. But so you know what? Sparingly, I it think is. is why it works. And I didn't see any zombie pee dolls, so it's not like this yeah. commercial cash in. It's just yeah. a running joke. Yeah. Oh my god, a running joke in one of these films that's not that's not you know there's multiple of them there's yeah there's so much in here I'm, I'm not saying it's going to win an oscar it's not art it's not high art it's not I mean, but, <laughs> speak for yourself. but you know we, we've talked up some of these films we've talked down some of these films mm-hmm. but this one just gets so much right and i can't tell you how happy i was every time we start recording so sort of behind the scenes moment here we both don't know what each other thought of the film. And I live in fucking terror (laughs) that you're going to fucking hate something (laughs) that I love. I don't mind if I hate it and you love it. Yeah. That's that's not a problem to me. But the couple of times like Island Princess and Barbie Diaries where I've really fucking loved it and then you've gone, what a load of fucking shit. I thought, oh, oh, this is going to be difficult. And I don't know why the other way around doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. But I just... I was just waiting, and I think we were both doing it at the beginning of the show. I was going, yeah, so this one, yeah. 
And then when you said you liked it, I thought, oh, thank God for that. Because yeah. I was thinking, I'm going to be the king of the reboot series. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to hate every and single I'm one. And I'm stuck in my like fairy tale phase one. Unwilling yeah. to move. And, and please tell me there are going to be other movies in this, in this era that are going to entertain us like this. this. I, I d- I'm, it was funny. Like it, mm. was, it was objectively funny. There were like jokes in it. And like, not even jokes. I think that's what, what was so delicate about it. Like there were just really amusing moments throughout that, that I think if you were a grown up having to watch this with your child, you wouldn't want to like kill yourself when it wants to watch it for the fourth time that day. And that's all you can ask for a kid's movie, you know? Mm. <laughs> don't make it unbearable for the parents. I don't know, it's really good. And at one point they do say a fashion fairy tale and I wrote roll credits dig. Yeah. <laughs> they also had the dog come out and dance to Who Let the Dogs Out, which should have <sighs> been the worst thing imaginable, but it wasn't. <laughs> but they only do it for 20 seconds as part yeah. of, a, of a sort of musical montage. I, again, I, my heart sank. Well, I knew it was coming because I'd read the the barbie um fandom page barbie movies <laughs> fandom page and it says music includes who's let the dogs out i just thought oh. but you know what fine it's fine fine that's not what that song's about but fine <laughs> <laughs> it is in every children's animated movie ever it's about dogs and then being let out <laughs> that is what that song is about ken gets a jazzy new suit like the glimmer fairy like glimmers him up and he gets like a sparkly silver suit. It's well he has spent half the week with um, his trousers split, so his boxes on display, hasn't split he? <laughs> with his comical white boxes with hearts on, of course, because he is a man yeah. in a kid's movie. Then they're invited to a black, white and pink party, which I've definitely in 2010, been invited to a black, white, and pink party. <laughs> I was like, how nostalgic. What a weirdly, specifically nostalgic thing to, like, have. <laughs> like, it's so weird. I was like, oh, yeah, remember how we were, like, obsessed with those colours? Like, all of my outfits were black, pink, white. Like, all of them for, like, three years. Then the limousines are transformed into... um fairy tale carriages with horses and mm-hmm. again it's fine because the drivers are like what but and like that's funny enough in itself that i'm like yeah what oh well it's over now the director of the movie from the beginning is pelting down the street and barbie's like how did you find me here? <laughs> what the audience is thinking and he's like never mind that anyway we want you to direct and she's like I'll think about it, which is a nice tie-in <laughs> back to the beginning, but like funny enough in its blase-ness. And she's like, but first, we've got a party to get to. <laughs> Giddy up. And then the, the director man is like, hooray. And then usually it would cut away, but we get to see him like stop in the street and like catch his breath. And, like, oh. <laughs> and then we go to the party and it's just really funny. This film does have bloopers, but I didn't see them because oh, no. in, in, in the ongoing saga of the 30s DVD Stephen bought off eBay, uh-huh. this one only played you know that bit at the beginning where it does the the world the universal logo comes up yeah plays that then just crashes out oh god so last episode where a mermaid's tail did work i thought this is it maybe it's just the older ones that have been overplayed or something but no yeah and they're fine they're more like um continued interactions with the animals 
Right. Like nothing stood out to me, but I was like, love to see little things playing in the credits. And then Life is a Fairy Tale kicks in and it's a fucking bop. Like, it's so good. Such a good song. Yeah, I, I did quite like that as well. It's not as much as I like. Barbie and the Three Musketeers. Yeah. All it was... for one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Easy, Tiger. <laughs> so you ready for a bit of trivia? Uh, always. It's not a lot. Um, We've covered most of it. So you might have noticed this is the first film. It's Barbie Entertainment. Mm. rather than Mattel. Barbie's gown and hairstyle in the shoot of the pea is the same as... Oh, I can't say it. The same as my assistant thing in Diamond Castle. (laughs) (laughs) If you know what I mean. A-L-X-E-A. Sold 1.3 million copies of the DVD. Yeah, she was all downloadable. All her designs that she made were downloadable at barbie.com. I don't know if that's still a thing. Oh, cute. That's a really good idea. So So I imagine you can cut them out and colour them in. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so I remember... When I was a boy in the UK, the comic market, the UK comic book market was very um, gender aligned. So there would be Mm. comics like Battle and Action and Scream and stuff for boys. Mm -hmm. And there was Misty and Bunty. Although Misty, really good actually, because it's got like horror stories written for girls and they're really fucking good. Anyway, but Bunty... I remember we had that at school and they had on the back, you'd like cut out the figure and then cut out the outfits. Yeah, and... yeah, I had my fair share of those growing up. Yeah, I guess it's something like that. That's kind of cool. S- solid, really leaning into Mermaid Tail though, as existing as a thing, which just shows again, just talks to me that, that this is this is a new, this is a reboot. But it's kind of suggesting every movie that's been before this. Before this is a movie within the Barbie universe. Within, yeah. with, and this, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is the prime universe. Well, I'm ready to fight you because I want to put this so high up. <laughs> okay. I want to put this at number five above Swan Lake and below Mariposa. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I I am. I and I maybe yeah. No, I I this It was so good. Like, I mean, it was so good. It's no it's no Three Musketeers, right? Oh, there, no. It it doesn't have the je ne sais quoi. Well, or does it? But it, it's <laughs> it is the not so much for the story. The story is the story is the story. Yeah, but it's um, done so well. It, but it's the fact it's got depth to it and yeah. breadth, and there's other things going on. I haven't mentioned Sonic Teeth today. <laughs> it's a good day when Sonic Teeth don't get mentioned. Yeah, indeed. But I, I do sometimes find the animal subplots, especially animal romance plots, a bit fucking weird. Yeah. I love the Ken backstory. It only yeah. takes up about two and a half minutes of the entire movie's running time. Yeah. But it's fine. I love the framing sequence that puts it, you know, makes this Barbie the actress. Even the stupid stuff like the zombie peas. I'm all right with it. I'm all, I'm all right with the fact Barbie doesn't have much agency. I'm all right with the fact that the villains aren't really that fucking villainous. Yeah. Because it's not really about any of about that. that. It's about just giving it a go and trying something and let's let's do the show right here kind of vibe what actually shocks me is i go back the other website i look at is like the common sense what you know where christian mothers say how terrible every film is for their child Uh 
And they're moaning about the commercialism of this film. And I'm thinking... Oh, my God, what it's a f- Barbie movie. Like, why do you think it exists? <laughs> but it's but it's not, is it? At no point does anyone say, if you buy all this stuff, your life will be better. I'm all right with this being a really fucking surprising number five. And it's, mm. it's better than Swan Lake. Because I tell you what, Swan Lake gets a knockdown for that ending where someone's left as a fucking mirror the rest of their yeah. lives. <laughs> and I just, I think it's really positive to have such a late entry up so high as well. well I think it obviously, hope. two films ago, we put it in something <laughs> in at number one. But yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I wonder if this is a high point, but that will be the third time I've said that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I th- I thought I think you know, we just the... need to put our faith in the Barbie universe. <laughs> <laughs> and I I think there were going to be variants, right? What is next? A fairy secret. Oh yeah, and then Princess Charm School. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> please, please don't get your hopes up about Charm School. I think just... it's going to be the Black Widow movie we never got. <laughs> no, I'm afraid I've looked at someone's tier list, and it's the worst movie. <laughs> On their tier list. What, the charm school? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I just accidentally briefly read the plot from Barbie, A Fairy Secret. And I'm now fucking pumped. I'm so fucking pumped. It's a shared universe. She must team up with Raquel. Raquel's back. <laughs> Bitch Raquel. <laughs> and we gotta save Ken from marrying a fairy princess and being trapped in the fairy world forever. Like, I am so fucking amazing oh my god oh i love it ken gets kidnapped by a group of fairies and forced to marry someone i love that that's so fairy tale that's so like true fairy tale that's like up the airy mountain down the rushy glen we daren't go a hunting for fear of little men kind of thing like oh my god i'm so excited it's gonna be so good steven I hope you're not disappointed. I hope I'm not disappointed. (laughs) Or or you're going to be a meme. (laughs) Wow. So well done, Barbie of Fashion Fairy Tale. In at number five out of 19. Utterly unexpected, especially after we we stopped speaking at the end of the last episode. I, I have done some soul searching. Oh, God. You know, about can we put up with this with another 20 movies? And, and I'm glad. I'm glad this happened. And what this will do, however bad things get, this will always give us hope. Nice. So join us next time for Barbie, colon, a fairy secret. Ooh. I'm not doing that. <laughs>